Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, age 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, no, no may, maybe, maybe, I don't, I don't know. know. Can you, Can repeat, you repeat the, the question? question? <laughs> wow, that's Why absolutely... are you singing? <laughs> I don't know, I'm singing it like I'm sort of Gregorian monk. <laughs> she trying to sing it? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> You're not the boss of me now. <laughs> Whoa. I just think of the Goku Bear Man. Um, well, we, oh, well, well, we messed that up. <laughs> I guess there's nothing else to do but carry on with the episode. I guess you're right, Rach. We've got to press on. We're losing the light, as I like to say. Um, well, welcome to the podcast, Gap Year Diaries. Welcome all. Welcome, Emily. Welcome the listeners. And welcome your cat, if you have one. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to specifically episode two. cats. Yep, yeah, no other dogs. No, get them out. Yeah, get They're them out. The cats into this. They can, you know, cats meow. They're pretty quiet animals. But anyway, welcome to <laughs> episode two of series two. Uh, if you are new here, I'm so sorry, but we're two best friends from the UK, rereading our blogs from when we went travelling eleven years ago, and currently reading about our time in our second country of our trip of five countries, Peru. Seizures. Are you having one? <laughs> no, series two, Peru. Right. That's what I wanted to say. Series two, Perfect. Peru. Um, yeah, so here we are. Um, Emily, what's up? How are you? What up? Do you remember um, in, when was it, like the 90s? I can't remember. I, I love the 90s. Like what an era. Yeah. I mean, when what we bloody were born, era. 90 what, the, the year to of mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you remember when everyone used to be like, what's up? Oh, yeah. Wasn't what that the Budweiser or something? Yeah, and then it was in Scary Movie, wasn't it? What's that? Yeah, it was a the chameleon or something. I remember know. when anyway. they used to use phones back then, like actual, like, to the wall telephones. To the wall. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> to the wall. Um, yeah, I do, actually. I actually yeah. do. Yeah. I actually, actually do. But anyway, this is all very, <laughs> very tangential. Yep. Um, I. You asked how I am at some point. Yeah, I did. I, think. I did. You should have because it's in yeah. the script. <laughs> Stick to the script. How Stick are you? Fucking script. Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all good. Um, I. I really have no business being anything but good because I've just come back from two weeks in Spain. Nice. So yeah, two weeks of patatas bravas. Two weeks of swimming in the sea. Two weeks of just glorious sunshine. <laughs> I've got a tan image of you in the sea for two solid weeks. You can't get out. Yeah, basically just floating, like (laughs) flotsam and jetsam. Um, Yeah, I've got a glorious tan, but unfortunately no one will be able to see it. Um, Not just because this is a podcast, but also because it's the weather for cardigans and jeans. So I was like, what the fucking hell was the point of me tanning my legs for two weeks? (laughs) I've got to cover them up in sexy tights. Um, 
But other than that, yeah, I had a lovely time, lovely, lovely. And uh, some notable things that happened were I lost my sunglasses, Rachel, my sombreros. <laughs> Did you lose them on the coach and had to run after it flailing no. whilst you left your friend with six pillows? <laughs> if only, if only. Um, oh, but six bags no, and a freaking pillow. <laughs> that, that, um, that sequence of events never repeating itself is... Uh, still enduring um yeah I don't I don't think I will go through that again but never say never so no I ac- I think I actually lost them in the sea oh. which is a bit mad um oh. I think they just floated off my head I forgot to and- take them off <laughs> they're probably being sported by some sort of poor poise or something I don't know <laughs> probably looking real fly <laughs> um so that was a bit of a tragedy but really not not that much um tragedy oh, hello <laughs> when he oh, call, you had that was such a breath you were taking i was like oh god what's coming at the end of this breath it could be anything it could literally be anything and it was steps yeah <laughs> or the bgs if we're being really I like, accurate I, yeah no i do think steps when i think tragedy i do think yes, steps did a better version of that song it's hard to, well anyway this was anything but a tragedy though i know you lost your sombreros but uh you that were, was you a tragedy were but the, the rest sun. of the holiday was far from tragedy you're quite right apart from i've literally picked out the two most like worst bits <laughs> to tell you about apart from the fact that the rest of it was blissful <laughs> okay so how i am well i have been i'm still living at, at uh, the parents house um mum and dad were away uh, in wales um just mm-hmm. guarding around their lovely countryside at castles and yurting and glamping and so on um living their best lives Uh, and they gave me strict instructions to not host a house party I was like lol I don't know who would drive all the way out here to have a party when there's you know people are now adults and they can I love how you're 30 years old (laughs) yeah I love how I'm 30 years old (laughs) yeah I mean it was obviously said in like light-hearted jest it wasn't a you know sit down listen here with a blackboard or anything um (laughs) (laughs) victorian times uh and the second thing i have i what i've been doing uh in this week is learning the piano again which i am loving that's very locked down one of you yeah there is (laughs) yep there was banana bread there was banana bread baking (laughs) away um no i I was uh learning the piano uh because i did it i've been doing the piano ever since i can honestly remember but i gave it up when i was 12 years old because i was like no ain't gonna ain't nobody's gonna tell me what to do with my life i'm 12 Amazing. years old now uh and then i reached, reached <laughs> rebellious the- <laughs> rebelling from the life your parents were trying to give you yeah i know such a nice thing as well and i was like no not not here i'm like drake like no you know when he does his hand like no it was drake isn't it with that little meme where he's like no yes. yeah, yeah yeah and I then he the right smiles at the, yeah. yeah and then he's like yeah at 30 years old that's when i smile like drake and i'm like yeah give me the piano but it's great it's great <laughs> emily because it's so mindful because all you're doing is thinking about the notes i got a bit obsessive with it actually like Aww. i know i must play the song and anyway i've learned how to play cruella de vil um Amazing. from 101 dalmatians and if anyone doesn't remember that song it's sort of like da 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 and it kind of goes on like that da 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 Da, 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 uh, Rachel's just blasting into a whole sort of like Calypso jazz version of it, like Oh gosh, Rachel. I got chills. Oh, did you? Yeah, when you were like, boom, I was like, whoa. Whoa, it's going on stage in a sort of smoky jazz bar. Oh, that would be amazing. I live opposite the jazz cafe. I'm sure they'd have you anytime. As if I had any influence over their billing. Just because I live adjacent to them. Like, I don't know if you know who I am, but I live across the road. So any act that I want to put on, yeah, my friend here. <laughs> 
to be learning piano for no five minutes. <laughs> 20 <laughs> year gap piano. <laughs> I think you'll agree it's worth a, a headline slot. <laughs> no questions asked. Thank you very much. <laughs> good night and goodbye. Um, yeah, shall we crack <laughs> anyway. on with the... Uh, let's with crack the, on. Yeah, come on. Let's, let's push go. on. Go We've on got a then, good pace then. going here. We've done some jazz singing and now it's time <laughs> to actually do the podcast. Yeah. Um, so to recap on last week, um, last episode was the very first chronicling our adventures in Peru. Um, and we heard of Rachel and I making the full transformation from skanky backpackers to a swanky tour group from skanky to swanky, y'all. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> um, all of whom, all of the tour group were at least 20 years our senior, apart from one. Um, we'd met our tour guide, Ruben, um, and immediately imprinted on him <laughs> due to our glaringly obvious need for adult supervision. Not like imprinting like Twilight, may I just add. Just <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is. Is that oh, okay. some sort of like sinister reference? You just don't want to know. It's just very creepy where one of the characters falls in love with the fetus. Okay, yeah, that didn't happen to my memory, <laughs> but you know, it was 11 years ago. Um <laughs> Uh, we've been given our itinerary for the next 12 days, um, which we spend traveling around the south of Peru, um, before rounding off the evening by unashamedly consuming the leftovers of the rest of our tour group in their entirety at, during dinner at a fancy restaurant. Um, so yeah, that was last week. Uh, what have we got to look forward to today, Rach? So the overview of today's episode, it's more like a, a painting the scene episode. We get ourselves nestled in into life in Peru. Um, so today we begin our Peru tour by heading south to Puno, a city Puno. on the Oh no! Um, Sorry, I need to stop doing that. It's yeah, no, I know. It's, it's so annoying. <laughs> Bringing a sort of like well. World Cup semi-final energy <laughs> yeah. to the name of a Peruvian city for no reason. Do you remember where that where that shout came from? The Puno thing. No, pro- well, almost certainly us, because who else would be ludicrous <laughs> enough to come up with that? But where did that even come from? I don't know, but it's just so locked in my memory. It's yeah, like me Pavlov. Too. Anyway, <laughs> so we're in Puno, guys, a city on the shores of Lake Titicaca. And uh, watch on as me and Emily make giant nuisances of ourselves as per usual. Uh, and we spent the day uh, kind of checking the place out, checking around Puno, and we ended it on a festival note, which is always a great note to end things on, as I'm sure you would agree, Em. Not necessarily this festival, though. <laughs> I wouldn't say. <laughs> Having just um, done a quick pre-read of this blog <laughs> to remind myself. <laughs> Uh, so again, Emily wrote this blog and as usual, we've split it to half, half and half, uh, changing the pronouns as we go so it makes sense when read in each of our voices. So Emily is going to read the first half of this blog and I will read the second half. Go on, Em. You take it away. <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay, let's go. After a night in the amazing hotel, Rach and I awoke this morning feeling rested and tranquil. This tranquillity was instantly shattered as I checked the time and realised we had only a sweet 45 minutes to pack up our crap, eat breakfast and get dressed. I do remember that like immediate switch of mind space yeah. to like, ah, to, oh shit, <laughs> like, just throwing things around. Because we literally exploded our bags everywhere as I think we just did wherever we were. Like yeah. we literally just got somewhere and immediately clothes were just like hanging off the ceiling and all sorts like <laughs> thrown around. 
It wasn't. And we would just no. shove them in with absolutely no rhyme or reason. Uh, no, and also it's because of my absolute hatred of rummaging. Like me trying oh, to yeah, find you something. Do hate rummaging. Yeah, me trying to find something in a bag. I have no time for it. None at all. I ne- no. If I'm going for it, I need to have it in my hand within five seconds. It's five a to six seconds. To Rachel Rage. Yes, yes, it <laughs> really is. Yeah, is a shortcut to Rachel Rage. <laughs> <laughs> rummaging equals Rachel Rage. Yep. <laughs> um so yeah we uh we got dressed we we got out we got dressed and we had some breakfast sorry i'm cutting yeah, that's through essentially that's basically literally what happened in that entire paragraph as usual. <laughs> you know, why use one word when 25 will do <laughs> miraculously we made it down to reception in time to meet ruben and co for our question provoking domestic flight to Huliaka, the city from which we would make our way to puno just about on time i love how i still still i'm not over my sort of annoyance at people asking questions like, I have to still get the digs in like question provoking flights like oh my god Emily please just let it go 19 uh, year old me no chill as we know <laughs> in a way we could never have expected during our time in Costa Rica a huge deluxe bus was just casually waiting outside the hotel for us and our luggage to clamber on into and presently we were whisked away to the airport despite yesterday's endless queries and concerns Everyone managed to check themselves and their baggage in without too much hassle. <laughs> this made me laugh so much. <laughs> what, check themselves and their baggage without too much No, hassle. it's just like the endless queries and concerns. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone was fine. <laughs> everyone literally managed to do an incredibly menial task. Um, and soon enough, we were on the plane heading for Juliaca, which Ruben has, had previously told us was officially the ugliest city in Peru. Um, yeah. I remember that. I remember getting on that flight. I remember it was quite a bumpy flight. I think there was a lot of turbulence. And I remember there was an old woman who was sat next to us. I don't know why I just have this immediate, like, incredibly detailed memories of it. But there was an old woman sat next to us. Mm. And I remember she kept insisting, because I was wearing shorts, and I remember she was insisting that I must be cold. And I was like, no, I'm fine. She was like, you must be cold. I was like, well, if I must be, I guess I am. (laughs) And she was like, and I was like, what what now and then she was like here have my like she pulled out the shawl from her bag and gave it to me to cover my knees so I was like thanks so I was like I really am not cold but thank you so I was like sat there with the shawl on like I was in a sort of retirement home um I don't know I just really remember that. I don't know if if um that's bringing back the um the time on that flight when you were you were having this conversation with this old woman, whilst me, I <laughs> was jamming flight. to um, Kesha <laughs> oh my God. with my iPod. The um, there's a place downtown where the freaks will come around. I remember oh that God. song so well from that from that flight and loving the it. mental images of that, like us sat in a three seats, you at the end, me in the middle, like sort of like having this discussion with this lady, where she was like wrapping me, swaddling me in a blanket, whilst you're just like holding your headphones, like rocking your head from yeah. side to side. Like yeah, loving it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really psyching yourself up as if you're going to a fucking festival. We are supposed to be but you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> the flight was fairly uneventful, and presently we came to a slamming nice. land at Huli. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I've just imagined all this then. <laughs> Maybe this was a weird dream brought on uh, by too much ceviche or something. I don't know. Um. And presently, we came to a slamming land at Juliaca Airport. Staggering off the plane, feeling woozy and lightheaded due to the hearty increase in altitude, we made our way to baggage reclaim. This particular baggage reclaim area was unlike any I have ever before encountered. 
decked out in full Peruvian regalia, with brightly coloured dolls in traditional dress perched on top of the carousel, and a fully-fledged panpipe band piping away a merry tune in the background. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that airport so vividly. Do you remember it? It was really strange. It was like almost sort of like reminiscent of like it's a small world. I don't know if you've seen that ride in like Disney yeah, I've Paris. seen I've I've seen it. I don't remember it sadly, but I've created a picture in my head from what you've written here. Um, oh, good. <laughs> but uh, I love what you've commented here on the side of this. Um, well, like <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember it was so small the airport, yeah. wasn't it? Because I think yeah. it must like it was so small that it must have only like sort of hosted about one or two flights a day mm. and yet there was this live panpipe like five piece panpipe band <laughs> just in the corner like i mean i can't obviously you know clearly can't call to mind a traditional peruvian tune but they were just piping away and i was like are they there all day just piping away or do they yeah. literally go home and come back when the flights land like i was really i don't know why that was my first thought on walking <laughs> into the airport but i really wanted to get into the sort of like nitty-gritty of the schedules of the panpipe band i was like what do you do guys like my creepy <laughs> creepy personality coming through <laughs> our first glimpse of puno not gonna do it gonna refrain well done occurred sometime into the journey a stark contrast from the unrelenting stream of roofless edifices that was the certifiably ugly Juliaca. it certainly provided snap happy trevor with some sweet photographic material oh just to say that trevor was one of our people from the trip just from yeah, the list Trevor of names we had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and he was one of the Canadian family where there was a, a mum, dad and their son Clayton. And yeah. Trevor, I remember this was our like first experience of Trevor and his camera, which, you know, absolutely fair enough. Trevor wanted to take pictures of mm. the trip. Absolutely fucking fair enough. You know, he's paid a lot of money to come on this trip. But I do remember that it became, I want to say, incessant. <laughs> Yeah. His picture taking. Yeah, was. that becomes quite prevalent as well throughout the trip. <laughs> I do feel like if you'd watched all of Trevor's uh, photos of this trip, like one after the other, it would look kind of like a stop motion film of the entire trip. <laughs> like he literally took a picture of everything. Like I know that we've said this about Rachel, but Trevor took no, it to a whole he was new a level. new level. Like you would, you would say like I feel frozen because <laughs> you'd have to stay really still. <laughs> yeah, because Trevor was constantly like pose, and you'd literally just be fixed in this fake smile for like five hours. Like <laughs> <laughs> just realizing no one can see that because it's podcast brilliant. Um, sorry, I just did a really like frozen face smile and then was like, why are you doing that? Yeah, if that? we had our YouTube, it, which we don't have, but if we had a YouTube, you'd uh, get we had it, which we don't have. <laughs> oh, Snap Happy Trevor. Okay. It certainly provided Snap Happy Trevor with some sweet photographic material. Typically of this new premier service, the coach dropped us directly at the door of another hotel. We all filed off the coach and into the reception where tankards of cocoa tea were swiftly consumed to keep the altitude sickness at bay. Um, yeah, so cocoa tea was something that we were given and it was supposed to sort of help alleviate altitude sickness. So mm. like as soon as we we arrived, we were sort of like given, you know, hefty amounts of this <laughs> to like swiftly consume. Um, as I've written here, swiftly consumed <laughs> to keep the altitude sickness away. We were then handed our room keys and sent on our merry way. Rach and I became out of breath in an embarrassingly short space of time climbing the stairs to room 17. Whether this was due to the altitude or our own bad states of fitness, it did not bode well for the impending Inca Trail, which we were to be embarking on in just a few days' time. Mm. Mm. Um, 
we were very worried <laughs> about our physical fitness with this because even just getting to the hotel with our bags with the altitude sickness was quite a uh, quite a struggle <laughs> and I thought yeah. I, I think we actually looked to had a discussion um, and said how are we going to do four days of this like what have we actually signed ourselves up for like are we are we mad but then I think we reassured ourselves to think well the people on the group like aren't some sort of physical fitness legends you know they're quite average average seeming on the physical Richter scale <laughs> <laughs> which is a thing of course um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do remember being a little bit like, oh dear, we can't even climb a few flights of stairs without yeah, actually wheezing ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> so yeah, we were slightly concerned. We were like, oh God, because I think it was like in a, I don't know how many, oh, it literally says just a few days time. I don't know exactly how many days, but shortly we were due to do the Inca Trail, which is like a four day mm. trek at altitude um, to Machu Picchu. Mm. And, uh, you know, Rachel and I, because we were, you know, idiots didn't think that we should do any sort of training for this or any kind of preparation we were just like oh probably be fine yeah um and yeah this was kind of a wake-up call where it was like no no (laughs) you might find it challenging we have absolutely yeah we didn't train at all for any of this oh no didn't we oh no maybe this was back at school didn't we do like runs together at some point and train for a 3k we did we did the race for life, Rachel, which is a hard day, which most people can do, you know, from a literal standing start. I love how we trained for months for a five day. <laughs> that gives you a taster of our levels of fitness. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally like Rocky, like, do, 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 do. A very casual jog <laughs> that would take most people about 25 minutes. Well, no, because we're more like yoga, flexibility. That's kind of where our, yeah. our niche, our thing is. Um, we're more into that. Uh, we both, we both, um, like, we have done running in, in the past. Running has mm. been something we've both done and got into at some stage. I did a 10K mm. once in, I did two 10Ks. In in Thailand a 20K? before, a t- oh, no, 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 two, two, two that would be such Ks. a weird way to market um, a twenty k run, like yeah, do two ten k's, But in Bangkok, because the city is one of the hottest cities in the world, mm. one of the top ten, you had to get up at some mad hour, like three a.m. to start the race at five a.m. before oh, the sun came up. Um, and uh, Chris would get his done because he's so good at running in like 45, 46 minutes, forty nine minutes, and I'd take an hour and forty nine minutes to get it done but to be fair I was stuck with like the crowds that is my excuse the bottlenecking but I was quite slow but I you know I did it I did it anyway enough of this running chat so after hanging out at the hotel for a while Em and I didn't seem to be suffering any effects from the altitude how we didn't that was quite amazing really we were we were a bit breathless but we were okay we weren't sick we deserved to be suffering effects from the altitude but alas no we weren't no, we weren't quite happy. Um, so we elected to cruise on down to the main square, picking up Lisa on the way to check out some sort of religious parade that happened to be taking place. On arriving, we bumped into Robert, Clayton, Teresa, and some p- casual Peruvian and some casual Peruvian men. Who is it? A man? No, or a... man. It just it's oh, just right. like and some casual Peruvian man. Oh, okay, it's and some like casual Peruvian man who Clayton had befriended, and of course Trevor and his zoom lens to view the events of the record. To the. Are you struggling because this is an incredibly long sentence? Because <laughs> you know I feel for you. To, Are you struggling because you haven't bees. taken a breath in about thirty minutes? <laughs> To view the events on the rickety stage at the front of the gathering crowd. 
Lovely, well done. Hey, you got there you. in the end. That I sentence did. was like your own personal Inca trail 11 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, it takes me back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where we were. <laughs> yeah, I we went really... down to the square. And what was the I, religious event? Well, I've put religious parade and we obviously remembered it earlier as a festival. I'm not really sure what it was. Again, I haven't really addressed that in the blog. I've sort of just acted like it's pretty normal to just... I Like, I don't remember a lot about it. Yeah, you do take a is... very casual approach to how you've written it, which is not yeah, quite like you. Like, oh, you know, yeah, like, because... Yeah. I, okay, let's read the next paragraph because I think it does paint a bit... It does give a little more colour to what was okay. going on, but still does not explain it in any way. After an hour, the only highlights that had occurred were Clayton's Peruvian mate teaching us some killer dance moves and a man dressed as a clown who performed a slick routine to the first 30 seconds of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean before (laughs) the music cut out to a massive disapproval from the crowd. Knowing that we had an impending early start, we wandered back to the hotel to await tomorrow's festivities. Yeah, so Mm. so that's... I do recall Michael Jackson man. And he was all yeah. dressed up with the white gloves and he had, you know... And I remember, yeah, he kept doing that, like, routine of, like, boop, boop, doo, 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 And then it would just keep cutting out and the crowd would be like, boo. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, okay, he's doing his best. Yeah, yeah, he's doing his best, guys. <laughs> this poor man dressed as a clown trying to do Billy G. Like, look, he's having a hard enough day. Like, everyone <laughs> just leave him alone. <laughs> But again, it why was, was he there odd. with a religious ceremony? Like it, I, I also don't uh, know why we thought it was religious because nothing of what I've said is religious. So I don't know why we were like, oh, this is religious. Maybe like, it was actual cultural than religious. Who knows, Rachel, in all honesty, who knows? I don't think Ruben was there with us to explain, but that would have obviously helped. Um, I think just <laughs> As a tour guide, was, yeah, that would have been a very useful bit of would information. Would have been useful, yeah. <laughs> but again, it was one of those times where Ruben was just not anywhere. No, he was be hiding behind a bush. He was ready to pass out. Reasons. His own personal reasons. But yeah, like we obviously just wandered down to like kind of check out Puno and just do a little bit of a like recce because we had um, what was uh, scheduled in our itinerary as free time. Um, So we were just wandering around, taking it all in. And we just stumbled across this, like, obviously it was a big stage that was built in the square. And, you know, we thought, oh, something must be happening. So I think we waited there for a while. And obviously all that we saw was this clown doing Billy G. (laughs) (laughs) And then I do have a vague memory, which I may again have made up, of fireworks. Do you remember that? I mean, if I am, I'm just making it up in my head as (laughs) you're you're saying it. Like, I could... It could. Mm. Yeah, this know, day I, I struggled to I struggled to put a mental picture of this of this day together too much. I think it's just because in this particular one there wasn't a specific story or like a, a narrative in it. It was more, mm. more like a reportage mm-hmm. style um yeah. kind of was, uh, kind what of what you're trying to say there rachel and very kindly <laughs> is it was one of those days that i didn't really need to write a blog about <laughs> but you did and absolutely i'm so glad that you I did, did because i sometimes oh, think in like a, yeah i am because i think when you're reading something i think it's quite nice to have a um an episode no not an episode but like a piece of writing that just gets you there in a gentle way in a headspace mm. not everything has to be like bam 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 all the time sometimes it's just relaxing you know relaxing read about Trying religious festival an episode about literally nothing <laughs> i like it so everything has to be fun and entertaining okay <laughs> sometimes you can just listen to us talk for the sheer love of listening to us talk about literally nothing um yes i i agree it was a very scene setting blog um i remember it quite well actually but maybe i've had a little look at the pics and you haven't yet so i'll dig them out 
Uh, Rachel, it has Emily. come to my attention that mm-hmm. we haven't actually, since episode nine, we haven't actually delved back into the handwritten diary of nonsense. And considering this was a day where, you know, we don't have an awful lot to work with, I was wondering if perhaps your handwritten diary of nonsense had um, Yeah, there? I was kind of flicking through. Um, I have actually found the answer to the Puno thing, why we pronounce it as Puno. And apparently oh, it's right, a great. reference to the... Um, the Sasha Baron Cohen film. Thank you. Thank you. Sasha Baron Cohen film Bruno, where he goes, Bruno. And so right. I think I took that and said Puno, and hence Puno was born. A reference that's really, yeah, stood yeah. the test of time. Mm. The, the festival part. I have got a little paragraph here. Oh, about the religious parade slash festival. Yeah. What and your, I'm sure that if anything in this world is going to clear up what went on <laughs> and make it really coherent <laughs> and absolutely make sense, it's going to be the handwritten diary of nonsense. Uh, so let's see what it has to say. Okay, right. This is the paragraph written quite literally. Okay. G- I, I look forward to understanding it more. Okay. Jesus rave. So entirely right. cool. MJ dance, clown, firework tower. So you're right, there were some fireworks oh, there. Oh, me, me dancing in the street, slick men, standing in the crowd <laughs> still, rave music, amazing moon and stars, funny static hair. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you know, it doesn't overly shed a lot of light, but it does paint more of a um, dynamic picture than the blog. <laughs> Sounds like we had a bit of fun. Yeah, well, I put Jesus Rave with uh, two exclamation marks, so there must have been Is quite Jesus some fun Rave to have. Is Jesus Rave what we referred... What we I think cl- it was. That was the term that we referred to a religious parade as. We we decided to rename yeah. it a Jesus Rave. Yeah, a Jesus wow. Rave, yeah. Even though I don't Brilliant. think it had anything to do with Jesus or or, or raving. So it was great. Oh, but God. we did Why refer we to like it this? Jesus Rave. My God, I remember Jesus Rave. Anyway. Ridiculous. Sounds like a Kanye West album. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, the let's. Love of God. Right, guys, we're back. We're back to the script, guys. Don't you worry. All right, we are back. back. Back to some kind of adherence to the script. Okay, so the best person we met slash favourite memory with a person that wasn't each other um Rach who was yours Reuben the tour guide okay Reuben because it's just short and sweet really because uh, I felt very safe and looked after with him around um <laughs> he had he had great knowledge of such a vast and beautiful country um and he just did his job so so well and it was nice to have somebody there to rely on and also it was great to have somebody around that just took the stress of where you were going and what to do away from you so you could just relax into the tour and just know that you were going to have a good time um it just meant that there was more room to breathe with the group and get to know each other as a group and it wasn't like a bunch of people desperately trying to figure out what to do next it just had its own itinerary to flow with so uh, well done and Ruben for that yeah Ruben was my favorite great good nice yeah don't really have anything to add there no all right yeah cool same Um, headspace nice um headspace yeah emily who was your favorite i'm quite jealous of your answer because it's a great one who was your uh, favorite person well i mean i think my well the favorite the person that i felt like we bonded with most during this particular vignette of the trip was um clayton yes so clayton was the son if we recall of um of course the of course, of the Canadian family, Teresa and Trevor. Um, mm-hmm. Trevor was his dad, the picture-taking Trevor. So Clayton was the only one on the tour who was our age. 
Mm. Um, and so for that reason, obviously, immediately we had some kind of bond with him. But I think this was the time where we actually sort of properly chatted and kind of were like, yeah, Clayton's cool. Like, we're going to get on with him. Um, he's got like same sense of humor as us type thing. Um, and I think I remember us all like, you know, experiencing that Jesus rave slash religious festival with the same kind of, um, <laughs> critical and confused eye. <laughs> um, so Clayton, um, how can we explain K- Clayton? He was our age, but as we did say before, the average group age was about 40. So I, we looked at Clayton and I remember thinking he must be at least 30. He was taller than us. He was quite gaunt looking with very long waist hair. Think <laughs> wow. like 1960s hippie vibe and you have immediate in image like, of Clayton. He did have a sort of Woodstock aesthetic. Yes, like he Woodstock did. Woodstock chic. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And he used to um, wear like a bandana, didn't he? Yeah, his, and he like yeah. talked like this, like "Hey, dude!" And he had that like yeah. drawl to his voice. And we were just like, "Clayton, be our friend." <laughs> um, but then <laughs> Clayton, when he said, "Clayton, come play with yeah. us," <laughs> two like annoying British children. <laughs> Clayton, 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 come here, play with the croquet Clayton, with us, Clayton. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we're suddenly like Elijah <laughs> Little, but. <laughs> Uh, so, so Clayton, um, and then we found out he was only 18 years old and was with his parents. Mm. And I was so shocked to hear that because he was so, so tall. He was, you know, a good foot taller than you, Em. Mm. And you are, as we said, you're quite tall with the whole like basketball <laughs> NBA thing. And he was, I'm, yeah. Uh, just to give some context, I'm five foot 10, if that helps anyone. So <laughs> if Clayton was a foot taller than me, he would be like some sort of Guinness world record <laughs> level. I like half a foot then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's probably more accurate. Yeah, um, but he was great. And uh, you'll hear much more about Clayton in the other episodes. So we're looking forward to showing you more of our times with Clayton or Clates, as I think <laughs> we want to call him. More Clayton We did content. try and call him Clates. I don't think he really liked that. Uh, I don't no, think that too. Neither did we, we, we pushed it a bit too far. <laughs> Can you do his voice up? Oh, well, he used to say this one thing. Which, like, in in Spanish, um, a beer, which probably everyone knows because, you know, it's absolutely critical language to know when you're in Spain. Mm. But beer in Spanish is cerveza. And Clayton used to be like, can I get a cerveza, please? (laughs) (laughs) Which always used to make me laugh because I was like, why bother saying it in Spanish if, like, A, you're going to say the rest of the sentence in English and B, you're going to pronounce it in a Canadian way. (laughs) Yeah, it's like cerveza. Can I have a cerveza, (laughs) You might as well just say beer. Um, but he used to say it all the time, didn't he? And it used well, to yeah, really because it's now, it's becoming like like our repertoire of our vocabulary. Like when I'm having Cerveza. a drink, I still think of like, can I have a cerveza, please? It's the way he <laughs> drops his, yeah, it's the way he drops his tight <laughs> cerveza, please. Oh, please, bless him. I hope uh, he never listens to this. Um, oh, he'd anyway. love it. He'd absolutely love it. Him and his long flowing ginger hair would absolutely love this podcast. I don't remember him being ginger. This okay. one small, but yeah, he was definitely ginger. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay, let's not debate that. We really don't have the time. <laughs> right, let's move on. Yeah. Quick, we've got to get some pace. All right, okay. Uh, lesson you learn. Go. <laughs> so the lesson I learned was the following vis-a-vis this. So when we were like flying into Juliaca, obviously Ruben had previously told us it was the most ugly city in Peru. And I was like, wow, that's harsh. But as we were flying in, I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's right. Because it literally was like, when I said, I think I said in the blog, roofless edifices, the houses did literally look like they were sort of just shells and none of them had roofs. However, I did learn, um, I can't remember if it was this during this day, but I did learn quite soon after that actually there was a reason for that. And it's because in the 90s, there was some kind of change in um, Peruvian like in government. And basically they introduced a policy which was designed to try and help um, families 
uh, like, you know, to help families that were struggling, basically. And the policy was if your house was unfinished, you didn't have to pay tax. So the idea was to help people finish their houses because they didn't have that extra charge of tax. But what it actually did was mean that people just deliberately never finished their houses, so they never had to pay tax. So a lot of the houses in um, certainly, well, I don't know if I can say that it's true of the whole of Peru because we didn't travel through the whole of Peru, but a lot of the cities in Peru that we saw and a lot of certainly, you know, like houses you see by the roadside didn't have roofs or weren't completely finished mm. like but it was they were still covered it's just that the top floor was never finished mm. um and that was for that reason so they didn't have to pay tax which i thought was really cunning and i really like that and i was like i love that energy from the peruvians <laughs> tax evasion yeah tax we don't evasion, need no roof. all about it <laughs> well it isn't tax evasion it's just a loophole that yeah. the government forgot about yeah so i was like i love that i'm really all about that so that was my lesson what did you learn Oh, uh, uh, hello. <laughs> Straight back over here, like a ping pong game. Whoa. Boom. <laughs> Just when you were relaxing, thinking I was going to talk for ages like I normally do. Surprise, I finished. <laughs> it was so abrupt, so, so unnaturally abrupt. Where he's um, like, oh, Christ, I need to do something. Um, so uh, altitude sickness um, and how altitude can affect you. Um, so, yeah, I'd never been in a place as high as that before. Like, I, I've... As you once said before, skiing family. I've been skiing and stuff, but not mountains or the Andes. They're pretty bloody high up. Well, as you said, what three thousand meters above sea level? I think it's something like three thousand. Yeah, it's it's high. Um, so it um affects your appetites. It can make you feel dizzy. It can just make you feel like incredibly exhausted and weak. Um, and uh, to remedy this, the Peruvians would use a a sort of an ancient medicine of cow cow leaves and what you would do is you would put them into like didn't they boil the them they boil the yeah, water yeah i like think people water, would boiling water. people use them in people like went their own way with it i think yeah yeah like ideally you make them into a tea because it releases you make them into the tea and like actually the tea is called mate so cow cow tea yeah. is called mate or mm. you would go with a sort of more tobacco root and chew it so you could mm. chew the leaf or you could drink it in the drink and it just settles your stomach and it has these I think um it... not sorry it... cutting in sorry um it sorry. sort of irons out some ailments that you may have for altitude sickness and it's just so part of their culture to grow it now it is the plan that is the for the foundation of cocaine but it does not give you the highs of cocaine otherwise that would be absolutely mental if we were just giving this cocaine drink <laughs> i dread to think what rachel and i would be like high on cocaine <laughs> no because it's not cut with yeah let's not even go down that road like um i think it's not because it's not cut with the ingredients that cocaine yeah. needs to be cut with to give you the high yeah you're quite right it is the raw ingredient of cocaine i think it also helps you uh take in oxygen i think that's also yes why. it circulates around with the oxygen but um it's like an oxidant isn't it but i do remember mm. clayton was um having those by the bucket load <laughs> those leaves was, what, like desperate to get some sort of high off <laughs> yeah <them. laughs> he really really was like quite into that um yeah they it was just basically chewing leaves it that's really what it felt like to me. Like, well, okay. I mean, that's what it was. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but <laughs> but I want you know, but you know, like like mint leaves, or there's this lovely plant that mm-hmm. my parents have in the garden, and it's it's chocolate mint leaf, 
And it's mm. it actually does taste like both of those things together. Um, but with this, it's just like a regular old broad leaf that you're chewing. So, uh, but it was still kind of cool. Yeah, to have I remember it. them being a little bit crisper, like because the mint you're talking about, they're quite soft leaves, aren't they? I remember mm. the cocoa leaves were a little bit like harder. Yeah, slightly bitter. So a bit more. A little yeah, bit better. Crunchy. Slightly mm. sweetness, apparently. I don't remember that unless you chewed it to it was mush, but we didn't because it was gross. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was just more. It was more of an awareness of altitude sickness and. How how this um, culture coped with the oh, what's it, the symptoms of altitude mm. sickness, which mm. thankfully yeah. neither of us suffered with on the trip. No, not really. No, yeah. we really weren't that bad at all, were we? We did very no. well with it. Like we were quite lucky. A bit out of um, breath at times and a bit dizzy, but not breath. Not but sick. Yeah, did not stop our rampaging appetites. So no, no, that's, <laughs> that's something that we continued on the in the on the path of. Um. Okay. Well, I think that that has brought us to the to the denouement of uh, this episode Rachel do you feel the uh, same yeah definitely yeah I think that was a, a good fun episode um so thanks everyone for listening as always we hugely appreciate all of your listens um you can subscribe to us please do you can follow us um on wherever you get your podcasts you can share the podcast with a friend or as Rachel likes to say or an enemy um or a cat as you know Rachel seems to think they're the only animal that you know we can possibly adopt as listeners um you can also follow us on Instagram at Gap Your Diaries Podcast where you can see our uh, original photos from the trip so yeah yeah, you can see all of that content on Gap Your Diaries podcast on Instagram. So um, as we said last week, we are introducing a little section for our Instagram page, the poll questions. So every Monday, we are going to be sharing on our story a little, a little question. And this week's question that's going to be popping up on Monday is this. Have you ever suffered with altitude sickness before? So look out for that question. It's about altitude sickness. Emily and I were lucky, but were you? Were you unfortunate with it? Did it just not affect you at all? Have you ever been in a high place? What happened when you were in that high place? Not high like the cocaine <laughs> leaves. We're not talking we about, that. about that. We want to hear about that too. I want to hear about that too. Yeah. Tell us your drug and trip trippy stories. We'd love to hear it. Um, <laughs> tell us about yeah. your favorite drug trip. Yeah. You're our listeners and, we'll and we... Them from one to <laughs> You're our listeners and we want to listen to you too. Um Yes. Oh, that's cute. Did you just come up with that just now? I literally did, yeah. In my own little brain. I love that. That's really sweet. (laughs) Um, Patent that immediately. My domain name. So with your answers from the poll, we are going to feature the results uh, in the week on our stories. And we're going to be discussing your answers because we're quite interested to have that discussion on our Instagram page. So find us there. Come follow us at Gap Your Diaries podcast, as Emily said earlier. And yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from you too. Uh, Emily, would you like hey. to say what's going on in the next episode, episode three next week? Yes, I would. Episode three, series two. Um, So in the next episode, we will document what I personally remember to be one of the most ludicrous instances of the entire trip. Um, I'm going to just put that out there. I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't think that's overselling it. It truly was in one of those moments during traveling where you're like, (laughs) what on earth is happening? Um, Yes, an instance which occurs when Rachel and I go and stay with a Peruvian family on an island in Lake Titicaca. Um, So, yeah, I think it was just one of those instances where our boundless enthusiasm just, you know, was (laughs) just thrust upon this poor family. (laughs) Um, But I can't, I won't go into what happens because I'll spoil it. It's just truly stunning. So please do tune in for that. It may be one of my top 10 favourite moments of the trip, actually. I think it's in my top three. 
Oh. <laughs> it's my favourite ever. <laughs> um, it's definitely top three. It's so good. We'll look forward to having you tune in to us next week on Thursday. Bye, everyone. Bye.